0: Namaste. So we take up today a prayer of the Mother, which is powerful and beautiful in its simplicity. So It's a prayer dated January 10th, 1914. There is a place where Mother says there is a great beauty in simplicity. So while we appreciate those uh, wonderful prayers which are in such beautiful rhythm and meter, but uh, maybe that's okay. That's I'm sure the divine appreciates that. But probably he, uh, you know, appreciates a lot more the spontaneous, sincere uh, upsurging of a child's heart, which prays just as you know, as if he's praying to to his own parent with. The simplicity and sincerity and candidness. So, we see this quality in this prayer the candid simplicity of a child. And she is teaching us how to pray uh, by showing us that, uh, by, by you know, when we read through the prayer, that she doesn't know how to pray. <laughs> so, that's the beauty of this prayer. That she is showing us how to pray, and we'll see this divine humility in the mother. A lot of qualities that come together in this one prayer. And uh, uh, later on, Sri also says that, uh, you know, prayer often is uh, considered as a thing mechanical. So we have all the standard prayers and we are asked to do them. If you do this prayer so many times, it will bring that result. It will do that prayer so many times. Even with now, you know, uh, Mother and Sri words, we sometimes have a tendency to do it. But we have a story in uh, Indian thought about the Gajgraha story. I don't know whether... Uh, you know, it reminds me later on of a line in Savitri, the prayer of the dumb four-footed things, the dumb prayer of the atom, the dumb prayer of the animal world. All nature dumbly calls to her alone. So what is this dumb prayer? This example is given in the the Vishnu Puran. So there is this elephant and elephant is suddenly seized by the graha. There are many symbolic uh, details you know, aspects of the story. But I am just saying, elephant represents a, you know, highly developed consciousness. Elephant is, comes very close to human-like. It's not just the apes, elephants, horses. They come very close to human consciousness. So, even a consciousness which is very evolved can come stealthily under the uh, effect of the gra. Gra is that uh, crocodile. So, the crocodile grips the elephant. And then, there is a whole bhajan based on this. Um, so he tries Now both are strong So he tries But crocodile is a crocodile You know And he has stepped into the water So he could do nothing And the crocodile is pulling the elephant deep inside And elephant cries to the Lord How does he cry? There is no prayer He knows trumpets to the Lord And I, and, and you know The Lord comes uh, As the story goes uh, That he comes from Vaikuntha And with his chakra, he slays the crocodile and releases the elephant. Now, elephant doesn't know how to pray. He doesn't even know that there is a God who exists. So, many times our philosophical conceptions, our ideas, thoughts, all these come in the way of a simple spontaneity of the child. And the mother says that, who are the beings who will respond first to the supramental consciousness? So she says there are three approaches to the supramental life. One is the psychic approach, which is spontaneous. The other is the occult um, approach where you have all the gods and goddesses. And the third is a high intellectual approach. But then she says these simple um, beings like children, animals, plants, she says that will respond first to the supramental life. So what about intellectuals? She says, but those who have worked upon themselves… The intellectuals, the philosophers, that will be the last. They are, in fact, she uses the word, oof, they are difficult people. Because, you know, it's like the moment light enters, they just can't surrender. The one one of the biggest difficulty of… Uh, nothing wrong with intellect because she says, but if you pass beyond it to the luminous faith, then the results are much better. So that's why he, mankind had to enter into this, this phase. But otherwise, the response of a simple… Candid heart is a much straight response. An intellectual will, uh, before praying, ask question, Okay, how to pray? What time to pray? Which prayer is better? And you know, then, Okay, I have prayed. Are you sure that mother has listened? Uh, will she respond? <laughs> but <laughs> children don't have these questions. Before I start, one anecdote I remember from a school in Odisha. Um, Bindu Shetram. What is that? Dalichoda. So... Uh, small children, eighth standard. So one of the girl asked me, Sir, what language does mother speak? So, mother understand. What language mother understand? So I asked them that uh, you people tell me. So one of the, another girl picks up the hand, says, Odia. I I said, how do you say Odia? Every time I pray in Odia, mother answers. I said, that's the beauty. Mother understands all language. (laughs) Mother herself has said that it's not the language. Uh, even there is an example of uh, Amritha. She is going with Amritha, and suddenly one old lady, uh, little mad, uh, you know, clasps her feet and started, you know, speaking in Tamil. And uh, mother listens, says yes, yes, and everything. It's and the lady is very satisfied, and she goes away. So Amritha asks mother, "I didn't know you know Tamil also." She said, "I don't have to know Tamil to understand her." So, she would respond to the state of consciousness. That's why she would say, if you have to ask me something, ask with clarity in the head. Don't be very confused. Now, head head means in the sense that it should be clear what you are. Be like a candid child. So, what happens is, we want to ask something very personal… Uh, Then the mind will say, no, no, it is not good to ask this now, you see. All the conceptions start coming in. Then the conception is, no, no, I must say only let thy will be done. Whereas (laughs) inside it is going on that, mother, I have said let thy will be done, but basically you know what, let my will be done. (laughs) So, So you ask what you want to ask, be clear. Sometime the divine will grant you that so that you go through it and understand or maybe he'll take you through that but save you from all the you know adverse reactions which would have been much more drastic so this uh, simplicity of the prayer we find in this lovely prayer of january 10th and <clears throat> january 10th 1914 my aspiration rises towards the always the same in its form infantile and almost commonplace in its simplicity what is she asking she says, nothing much i don't know people ask for you know the ultimate mystery truth nothing i am asking it's so infantile like an infant in its simplicity but my call is more and more ardent so what is really the divine marks is the that earth that ardent that that deep it should arise from the depths with a kind of intensity that climbs to the lord it's not like a parroting of words and behind the maladroit words there is all the fervor of my concentrated will so she's teaching us one line look your people are too much into words but that state within that state of simplicity that state of humility that state of you know fervent ardor and intensity that's what matters concentrated will So what is she asking? Very simply, And I implore thee, O Lord, in spite of the naivete of this expression, which so lacks all intellectuality, I implore thee for more light, more purity, more true sincerity and love. So we simply, she is asking for more purity, more sincerity, more love and more light. And that for all, for the multitude which constitutes what I call my being and for the multitude which constitutes the universal being. All the time in mother's prayers we see this wonderful wideness where she is praying for everyone. At one of the places in the ship she prays that I pray for all the, you know, when everybody has gone off to sleep. Or some are probably, you know, whatever, playing cards and all this. Mother is praying. So she says, I prayed for the inhabitants of the sea. And then for all those who are on board the ship, then all those who are connected with each of these people and through them, through the interconnectedness for all the creatures of the world because everybody is connected with everyone else. So she says, I prayed for all of them to grant more peace. It's so simple, you know, peace, light. Um, Some people want joy, but service, love, these are the things which ultimately are of value. Only divine can give us that. I implore thee, knowing however that to implore is quite useless, since it is we alone in our ignorance and ill will who can be an obstacle to thy glorious and total manifestation. She says, what are we asking? The divine is already wanting to give us. So what stops us from receiving it? We ourselves, with our ill will, doubts, Depressions, despair, complaining attitude, lack of faith. We are the ones who stand in the way. Divine is not waiting. Okay, have you asked me? It's not like a mechanical slot. What are you asking? Okay, give you that. If you have not asked, okay, you are out. No, he is pouring the heart out to everyone without even thinking whether the person deserves or not. But our receptivity, that is where the problem lies. That's why in Sri Later letters, he speaks about openness and receptivity. And that's the whole yoga. Why you should remove doubts? Because it will close close you. Why you should have the urge to give yourself? Because it will open you and make you receptive. Patience, faith, all these are ways and means to just become receptive and open to what the divine anyways is going to pour upon us. But something infantile in me finds a support in this mental attitude. I implore thee that the peace of thy reign may spread upon earth. She says, I get a joy in asking. That's why later on she was asked, that why do you want, uh, why does the divine want us to aspire? Does it make a difference? Because ultimately he has decided. <laughs> so, so how does aspiration help? So she says two things at two different places. One is she says Aspiration itself opens to what You are aspiring means It has already been decided for you So if she goes on to say When somebody asks that If I have the faith That I will be cured Does it mean that It has already been granted by the grace And the mother says You can put it this way You can put it this way So if there is an aspiration Means first He is the one who has planted the aspiration So why does he play this game? So mother says, the second part, she says, to add to the joy when you are receiving it. See, when we don't uh, ask for something and it is given to us, very often we don't have that joy. We We have never felt the need. So when there is a need, felt need in the being, and then when we receive it, there is a delight. So ultimately he wants that delight. No, mutual delight, he'll anyways give us. But we'll throw it away. So that's why she is saying there is something in my mind which likes it this way that I implore thee but I know it is useless because you have already given all the glories you are ready to give and it is we who because of our ill will stand in the way you are ready to pour in fact you are pouring yet something in me gets a joy in this then she addresses him as O inaccessible summit which we scale incessantly without ever attaining to thee. It's, uh, of course, uh, you cannot say that you have, uh, as Shabinda says, that I have possessed God because He is infinite. So the finite can never possess God. It can become one with infinity. That is the only possibility for it. The moment one says, I have, uh, even when you say you have found God, Now he is everywhere. So what is meant by finding? So basically he is infinite. You can't possess infinite. Infinite. You can be possessed by the infinite. (laughs) Or you can become one with the infinite. That's why they have in the Gita Brahma Bhut. Somebody who is filled with the Lord. Soul reality of our being, which we believe we have discovered only to find... That thou escapest us at once. So beautiful. Marvelous state which we think we have seized, but which leads us further and always further into depths and immensities ever unexplored. This is so beautiful. Endless progress, endless disclosure of the divine. There is no limit that's what Shibindu, one of the aphorisms, says that I grew tired of God's embraces. That He would come and there is no limit. And I asked Him, Is there a limit to your Ananda? Because the more you go, the more you discover. And it is something so beautiful. This is something which I personally loved about Shivindra. Because while traditional yoga will tell you, you start from here, these are the steps, stages, this is the end. So the moment I'll realize it, it's over. Is the end? So, how can there be an end? This idea of end, you know, made me feel very senile. I mean, what what after you have achieved the end, you grow old. But here, you remain young forever. Why? Because there is always an endless. And this is such a joy. Because, you know, he, you will play with him in so many ways, in countless ways. Why would you want to say that now, I won't play with you. Now I have, you know, reached the finality. He keeps increasing the level. None can say, I have known thee. And yet all carry thee in themselves. (laughs) And in this silence of the soul can hear the echo of thy voice. But this silence itself is progressive. This is a discovery to make. How to find silence? Progressive silence. (laughs) Just imagine. And whatever may be the perfection of the union we have realized So long as by our body we belong to the world of relativities This union with thee will be always capable of a greater perfection That's why the material world has been made That there is a constant progression even after the supramental body And, and who knows what limits There are no limits of matter itself discovering the divine And then at the end she says, But all the words by which we speak of thee are but a vain babbling. Grant that I may become thy faithful servitor. That's how she says. Who can understand Sharaubindo? He is vast as the universe and his teaching is infinite. We can come a little closer to him only by loving him and by serving him in his work of the terrestrial transformation. These are the two ways. Everywhere he says, love and service. That way you will come little nearer. But to say that I understand Sri is... So, (laughs) none can understand. Nobody can claim. There is something very beautiful about this. So many ways that he will disclose and he will disclose himself in one way in one person, another way in another person. Both are the same divine. But the disclosure is different. January tenth, nineteen fourteen. You know, this disclosure reminds me of the story of one pandit. So he would tell everybody uh, that you know if you do this, then this happens, etc., etc. about your relation with God. Then once he gave a mantra, with this mantra everything you can can happen. And you say all all weather, all possibility mantra so mantra is krishna mantra and same like om namo bhagavate vasudevaya so one day you know they used to come to listen so one day there is heavy rain floods so he knows today class ka chuti, hai no digital world so he is sitting and having a nice breakfast and suddenly all the students arrive so he says how did you people arrive by the mantra so what happened with the mantra is nothing. We, you told us you take this mantra, you can do anything. We just walked on the water. Now this is a story, is a way of saying, but it shows the simplicity of a faith which can achieve things. It's not that you you will physically walk on the water. It could, but there could be things which would happen which would make sure that you reach simply because you have prayed and you believe that this prayer will, uh, you know, be fulfilled. But otherwise, there'll be so many doubts. And we all experience these things in so many ways. You know, when there was a cyclone here, I think few years back, and I was in Odisha and I had to take a flight that day and everybody would say, no, no, no this is a terrible cyclone. So my urge was, no, I want to be there because, you know, if uh, this is a cyclone, they would need for the work. So it was very simple logic that, you know, there'd be water in every place and it'd be nice if I could reach. So last minute, the flight which was to be cancelled took off. Now the taxi fellow all said, I am not coming, nobody is ready to come. So again, uh, took a double cost taxi. One person agreed that he will (laughs) take. And eventually through all the trees all around and all the challenges, you reach into a Pondicherry which is um, completely in the dark. I was told on the way that please pick up some you know, milk and food because there is no light, nothing. But the beauty of that experience was that I realized that through all this, there is such a joy. Even the aircraft was shuddered. I think I spoke about it because, you know, of the uh, the kind of weather. It was really bad, cyclonic weather. But the joy of that experience, then I realized that why dangers and difficulties are sometimes created. <laughs> you would miss that joy. It was a unique joy of reaching in cyclone and Going through that whole process, finding a taxi last minute, the flight suddenly agreeing to take, you know, last minute you are delaying cancel and suddenly it takes off and then on the way you pick up, it's one of the best experiences that I had. So this is how uh, the divine plays with us. And, but if we are all the time uh, worried, afraid, wanting a comfort zone, he will disclose in different ways. So, but if we have the simplicity and the faith of a child, that should be there. So she says, my aspiration rises towards thee, always the same in its form, infantile and almost commonplace in its simplicity. But my call is more and more ardent and behind the maladroit words, there is all the fervor of my concentrated will. And I implore thee, O Lord, in spite of the nevete of this expression, which so lacks all intellectuality. I implore Thee for more light, more purity, more true sincerity and love. See, this yoga is so simple. Sometimes I don't know why people feel that the yoga is so difficult. If you read through mother's prayer, this is how she has done. Just growing in sincerity with this aspiration and prayer. What does Sri Aurobindo ask of us? Simple. Aspiration, rejection, surrender. And that to rejection, mother changed into offering. Because <laughs> she knows <laughs> people can't. It's all that is required. If you read one of her earlier writings, she says ki yoga is done through offering. Yoga means union with the divine. It is evacuated through offering. there be yoga more simply. She is not even asking us to sit and meditate. All that she is saying, come do work, keep offering this to me and remember me. Pray, aspire, surrender. I will take care. That's all. How simple can yoga be? So, people don't uh, easily believe in such simplicity. So, they again will ask you after, Acha, how do we start? <laughs> so, <laughs> at the end of the day, <laughs> what am I supposed to do? <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> yeah, when I understand, I'll tell you. <laughs> mother does. <laughs> so now when you understand that What I am supposed to do So I, you have to have that I What will I do When you have seen throughout that She is doing So now this question What I am supposed to do Of course you can always explain That there is an effort And all that involved But even that you discover Grace is making you do She makes us do even the effort So this is how She says, more purity, more true sincerity and love and that for all, for the multitude which constitutes what I call my being and for the multitude which constitutes the universal being. I implore thee, knowing however that to implore is quite useless since it is we alone in our ignorance and ill will who can be an obstacle to thy glorious and total manifestation. So, he is the doer, he is pouring everything. So we are only the. not sadhaks, badhaks. <laughs> remove the <laughs> ba with sa. <laughs> it's just one letter difference. What is yoga? Replacing ba with sa. <laughs> so ba, if you remove it, if it is there, it is badhak. If you let it remove the ba, we become sadhak. Like somebody said very beautifully, what is love? He says, we say, I love you. Remove the I and you, then love remains. <laughs> <he> <laughs> I love you, there is no love. Then it is I and you, crushing love and sandwiched love. <laughs> so. Knowing however that to implore thee is quite useless, since it is we alone in our ignorance and ill will, She's using the word ill will, so ill will is very often takes various forms. Even, you know, as she says, there is an ignorant goodwill that acts like ill will. At one place, she says the impatience and hurry acts like a bad will. When we want to achieve soon, you know, we take take home the corporate way of life, or uh, you know, children. I have to achieve the divine. Then people compare notes. Uh, How far have you gone? So somebody will say, I have gone up to Balasore so you say where are you i am still in delhi so <laughs> you know <laughs> but i am coming from russia i have come to delhi so you are going by that small train suddenly from delhi you'll take a flight and reach chennai so yoga is like that i i mean i remember this example taking a flight of uh, from our air force flight see everything teaches us for coming to pondicherry so i had a free flight i mean air force flight when it is going so okay come in so um, we took off now i am i've all planned that Tonight, I had a Tamil Nadu express train at 10.30. So, I was calculating. Now, 5 o'clock, we are taking off. So, you know, most likely, we'll land in Chennai by 8.30. And it'll be so wonderful that, you know, by the time this train has gone up to Gwalior or some place, I would be already, uh, you know, in Pondicherry. So, I'm very happy at this prospect. Mm -hmm. So, but… Pilots, they stopped in Agra. So, what uh, happened? today we want to just stay over. So, uh, what can you do? Fuel no. So, all night I am staying in mess and calculating what <laughs> <laughs> train Next day, I remember this is an experience, you know, next day morning, nine o'clock we took off. So on the way, I kept telling them, just show me where that Tamil Nadu Express is. So they said, okay, Baba, we'll show you, you know, Air Force, our friends all. So then we actually crossed the Tamil Nadu Express around Nagpur. They said, see, that's where your train is going. I said, oh, thank God, <laughs> <Damn> I'm <it."> ahead. <laughs> so it's like that, you don't know. Then it, it struck me as a, you know, beautiful thing that, you know, that's how yoga is. We don't know. Everybody is going through a different route and it has its own joy. This has its own joy. That is its own joy. Each has its own challenges. There are no comparisons. <laughs> so this is how it is. I implore thee that the peace of thy reign may spread upon earth. O inaccessible summit which we scale incessantly without ever attaining to thee. Sole reality of a being which we believe we have discovered only to find that thou escapest us at once. Marvelous state, which we think we have seized, but which leads us farther and always further into depths and immensities ever unexplored. That's why two games, which as children we learned to I don't know now. Now everything is all this game, but as children, there were two games which, um, at least I'm talking about the Indian context. People learned one was chupan chupai, the other was pakadam pakardi. So you know, it's like chupan chupai is hide and seek, and other one is to catch, to run and ha. Huh. So what is it called? Tag. Tag. So now you know, uh, these two games are originally divine plays with us. You try to touch He will come near Then again he will disappear So you you know He is going further And further and further After some time You start enjoying the chase <laughs> Then again He will come Suddenly you feel You have touched And then it is like Again Something else And of course Hide and seek So originally He is the Author of this game All games Ludo He is the author Saab Sidi Everything you know He is the author Karambot Because you discover you you can't put like this. I said, this is funny game. I realized that yoga is like that, no? You can't make it like (laughs) as easy (laughs) as taking a back shot. (laughs) So, none can say, I have known thee. And yet all carry thee in themselves. Such a beautiful, marvelous assurance. Where is God within us? First temple. Where is God in the dust? Where is he in the stars? Everywhere he is there. So what is the uh, worry? Just imagine, just living with this idea that all carry the in themselves can be so liberating and empowering. People talk about empowerment, This empowerment. If anything comes near, however dangerous and dark, Lord, you are there, no? Yes, my child, okay, fine, no problem. (laughs) Life can be beautiful. And in the silence of the soul can hear the echo of thy voice. Not only is uh, you know, static presence, he communicates to us. But we, are t- we have learnt all the languages except this one. <laughs> so, <laughs> But this silence itself is progressive and whatever may be the perfection of the union we have realised, so long as by our body we belong to the world of relativities, this union with Thee will be always capable of a greater perfection. So relativity is because in matter all the forces come in have their say. Inside in that inaccessible summit, Shivam Shivam, nobody can enter there. But as you enter into the down into the plains, then all the forces have their say. So it is a world of relativities. Absolute is absolute. When you go there, you can merge and vanish in that perfection. But all the words by which we speak of thee are but a vain babbling. So she asked the ultimate, Grant that I may become thy faithful servitor. Faithful may mean two things. One is full of faith and the other is never to deviate from what you expect or demand from us. Faithful, loyal. Whoever else may be there, everything is there in your life. But love only the Divine Mother and be faithful to her. That's what Champakalaj used to give this, no? He had that uh, written in mother's writing, Be faithful. If you go to him, sometimes he'll give that, Be faithful. To be faithful to the divine, a faithful servitor is what we can contemplate and meditate upon. Namaste.